This week we're going to be talking about the week of February 13th through the 19th. It's going to be the sun and the new moon in Pisces. We are going to be digging into a bunch of your questions, covering a bunch of topics such as the North Node, planets in Virgo, Jupiter and Chiron in Aries. I'm going to share where I work. And the theme of this Valentine's Day is truth, with the moon transiting through the sign of honesty, Sagittarius. The sun begins its transit in the most compassionate sign, Pisces, followed by the new moon in Pisces to close out the week. We want to be setting our intentions to follow our intuition, delve into our unconscious, and show ourselves compassion so we can dream of what we want in the coming astrological new year once the planets transit into Aries. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Weekly Transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Good morning, Scott. Hi, Ingrid. Yeah, take a deep breath. You're still you're still a little congested. Yeah, I have some... Well, it's not tea. Oh my god, I almost spilled it. Did you spill it all over the computer, hopefully? <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. yeah uh, no, it's like these great. little... Instead of a tea bag, it's like a soup bag that has like broth. And you just put it in your hot water and it turns into like a little mini soup. Nice. Wonderful. Babying myself over here. Yes. Okay. Um, we made a promise to our listeners last week. We're going to go week. over some, some questions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Questions. Shall I just begin? Yeah. With the yeah, question? Let's ask some, yeah. Ask some questions. Okay. Uh, but wait, before I do, I just want to make one announcement. Uh, I want to talk about what I talked about last week. If you weren't listening, I'm going to say it again. Even if you were listening, here it is again. I uh, collaborated with Delisa Hawking, the amazing psychic, to discuss Valentine's Day, which is this week, this Tuesday. Uh, it premiered on YouTube on February 3rd. But we get in deep to the origins of Valentine's Day as well as the astrology of Valentine's Day gets super deep into everything that's going on astrologically for February 14th, 2023. So the the link 
to the conversation with Dalisa will be in the show notes as Ingrid uh, composes herself. Uh, Yes, they'll be in the show notes. So join us. We had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. And I'll also say, if you're somebody who is in a relationship and wants to know more about your relationship, your partnership, you and your partner, I encourage you to contact me for a couple's reading where I will help you understand, accept, appreciate, and love the divine unique miracles that are you. So you have a better understanding of each other, better acceptance of one another, better appreciation of one another, and deeper love for each other. Couples readings are so fun. I mean, they're, I mean, Valentine's Day is like the perfect excuse to get one, but also you can do them for like business relationships, like friendships, like any type of person that you're close with. It's just really fun to get to know more about them, get to know more about your relationship together and your strengths and weeks, strengths and weaknesses. And yeah, just like how, how you're compatible and not compatible so you can learn to work together better. Yes, exactly. Understanding your gifts and challenges so you can work on your challenges and cultivate your gifts. Hmm. I've done readings for siblings, which is super fun. I love, love that. doing the siblings. Like it's, it's such a trip because family members uh, are always reflecting each other, pretty much always reflecting each other's astrology. It, it is so trippy to see these really unique commonalities that pop up between Brother, sister, 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 brother, brother, father, son, mother, son, mother, daughter, father, daughter, all of it. And then also last week you were telling me like one of my dad's rising is the same as my ex's rising. And now I picked somebody that is like the opposite of their rising. So just like the people that we choose in our life and how Mm -hmm. they maybe reflect our past relationships, like our family, obviously our family. Exactly. So that was kind of like a fun insight that you gave me. Totally. Right. That your dad yeah, like, reflects your ex's rising yeah. sign, and I then mean, I, the, the new guy is very different. You know, he went from two Sagittarius's, your dad and your ex were both Sagittarius rising, to now the uh, Pisces rising. And you're always like, he's so compassionate, and you're like surprised by his compassion because you're not used to that. You're used to this very harsh Sagittarius, Sagittarius, very blunt, like right in your face reaction. It's very fiery. And now you've got this like watery feeling it out, you know, which is good for you. Not good for everyone, but good for you. So, yeah. And then also before we start, would you like to thank our sponsors? Oh, yes. Let's thank the sponsors. We want to thank Barbara, Grace, Janelle, Vincent, Clarissa, Brenna, Nicole, Aline, Robin. And that was Vincent and Michelle. Cassie, Merdinas, Brooke, Ricky, Amaranth, Larry, Libby, Annie, Amber, Lori, Stephanie, Deborah, Haley, Janine, Carrie, and Catherine. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sponsoring the podcast. It allows us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with all of you. 
And if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, if you go to the show notes, there is a sponsor link. You can donate $1, $5, or $10 a month. Also in the show notes is time markers to each day of the week. If you want to jump ahead or if you want to go back in the past, you just click on the day of the week. It will go right to that time marker. And if you don't have any financial means to support the podcast, you can write us a positive review, rate us five stars on whatever platform you're on. And if you're new to the podcast and you want to follow along, the best way to do so is to go to the website, theweeklytransit.com and go to the forecast. That's basically a blog. It gives a little overview of each day of the week, along with the visuals that we are looking at here. If you're watching with us on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see the images. If not, you can go to the website and pull them up. And then it also lists the journal prompts that Scott asks me. And you can also get the basics of astrology. It's available on the website. That is the book that we put together. It's basically a glossary of all the terms that we talk about on here. Kind of a beautiful picture guide of how to learn the language, how to learn the language of astrology. That's available on the website as well as on Amazon. There's a paperback version and you can download it also to your Kindle. Yes. Thank so you. Ingrid. If you already have your book, grab your book, go to the website anything else today that's it let's get to the questions okay this is a question that was asked i don't even know how long ago so hopefully this person's listening whoever you are 902 lmr was asking about uh oh but before i even get to this question i just want to address two questions that are always asked that i want to answer that people always seem to have what does it mean if you have more planets retrograde or what's the difference between a retrograde planet in your chart and a planet that's not retrograde? When I think of retrograde planets, I think of, think of a tree and direct planets are the branches that you can see. Retrograde planets are the roots. You can't see them. So when you have planets that are retrograde in your astrological code, that's more of an introspective experience of that energy more so than an extroverted experience that other people can see within you. The other question that we always get is, what if I'm listening in Australia or uh, New Zealand? What does that mean for me when you're talking about Monday? When we're talking about Monday, that's your Tuesday. When we're talking about Tuesday, that's your Wednesday. When we're talking about Wednesday, that's your Thursday. You're a day ahead of us. So the days that we're talking about are a day behind from where you are. And, you know, honestly, the energy really applies for the week. I mean, some of it is kind of specific for the day, but some of it, you know, really resonates over several days. And that's why I encourage you to go to the weekly transit forecast on the website, because I give dates listed in each day that really share, show when these planets, these transits, these energies are most powerfully affecting us here on earth. I mean, so, we were, yeah. oh, we Go were ahead. saying last week how like the retrograde, like before I knew anything about astrology, I was like, oh, it comes on this day and it leaves on this day. And it's like that shadow period that happens basically with every planet. It's always moving and transitioning. So you feel it before and after, but mm -hmm. yeah, on the, on the forecast, it has like the exact days that you're really going to be feeling it because it is more than just on that one single day. That's why I always like the energies kind of move into each other where we're like, oh, communication and then relationships mm -hmm. and they all kind of meld, meld into they one. flow like, like a symphony, like a, like a symphony. Yeah, exactly. So 
Okay, so 902 LMR asks, what would a sun squaring the north node cause people to question if they even have a soul's purpose? Oh, I love this question, by the way. <laughs> I say, yeah, totally. You know, I mean, I it's it's a big challenge. If the sun is squaring your north node, it, it's hard to follow your north node regardless. I mean, pretty much every person that I talk to when I'm doing readings for people or friends, family, whatever it is, and I'm talking about the North Node, usually the answer I get is that's so hard. But it's even harder if the sun is squaring your North Node because your sun is in a position that is like the antithesis of what the North Node is asking you to do. The sun is your identity. It's your sense of vitality. Uh, so that's a real challenge. But at the same time, I could also answer the question and say, uh, no, it shouldn't cause you to question if you have a soul's purpose because you know you have a soul's purpose. Uh, but that soul's purpose is very difficult. It's very challenging for you because it is in great conflict to who you are the nature of your soul, the identity of your soul. Well, maybe, I mean, my take would be if you don't know anything about astrology, maybe you would be doubting that you have a soul's purpose. Mm. Maybe if you don't have an awareness of why, why you're here or that there is a reason why we're here, then you wouldn't even know. But as you learn more about yourself and maybe you feel more connected to figuring that out and learning about your chart, you might realize that, oh, everyone has a soul's purpose. Like you were saying, Scott, it's like, we do know we have one, but it is not always the easiest thing to access. So I think maybe an awareness of these types of um, things. Like, I mean, you talk about in your, um, your other podcast, the uncharted territories, mm -hmm. none of the, I don't think any of these people were particularly into astrology. It wasn't very popular as popular back then on the mainstream. And that podcast is all about, he does it with uh, a medium, share a profit she connects with their spirit. Scott does like he reads all about their history, looks up their birth chart. And a lot of the times they're not living out their North node. They're not living out their purpose. And that leads to a lot of discomfort in their life and agitation and ultimately premature death mm -hmm. and a lot of conflict around that. So I think those people specifically, they weren't aware of their life's purpose. And so there was a lot of conflict on why they were here. Like, I know Princess Diana. Uh, yeah. That's a good point, Ingrid. Thank you for that. I know that Princess Diana was into astrology. She had an astrologer, but I oh, have really? no idea what what they discussed. So I don't know the nature of those conversations. But if if she was being told about the North Node and what she how she be her her life in particular, she was if she wanted to make life easy for herself, she probably would have chosen a simpler path and just gone along with the story. And she created a lot of conflict because I think she wanted to live out her soul's purpose in a different way than most people that are part of the Royal family. Hmm. She didn't go along with the, the, the story. And I think that created a lot of difficulties for her. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So that I don't know, maybe we, just awareness. That's a, a deep conversation, I, you know, and Sharon and I got into that over three episodes. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's something you can continue talking on and on about and and really trying to gain clarity about what was going on there but um, oh, i have i have like yeah. a, a segue question actually yeah, so yeah 
would there be an alignment where it would be easier? Like, can your North node and your sun be like the same? In the same sign, in the same uh -huh. house, in the same degree, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah so then totally. it's like really easy. It's not easy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not necessarily easy. Uh, you know, if if you're somebody who is born with the sun conjunct with the North Node at the same degree in the same sign. Oh, that's uncomfortable. House, well, it's, you know, you have a soul's purpose. But still following it can be a challenge because the the south node just has so much power. It, it just draws you into, that's like the frequency that you came into this life with. And you may know that you have a soul's purpose, but following that soul's purpose is a whole other ball game. I mean, I, th I guess it's, I mean... It's really hard for everybody, but maybe in particular, the alignment that they had the question about the sun squaring the north node would be like the mm -hmm. possibly the most uncomfortable one if Probably. you were to pick one. Probably. And, you know, this is one of those things where I'd recommend contacting me for a reading so that we could get deeper into where this is exactly happening in your chart and how to work with the energy to your benefit so that you can follow your soul's purpose without betraying your identity. I love that. Okay. Let's see. Let's get to another question here. Um, Anna's asking, uh, could you please provide some insight for someone with the sun, moon and Mercury in Virgo? Uh, you know, my Mercury and sun is in Virgo, right? Yes, okay. exactly. So, you know, of course, again, like, Getting into a reading, I can get much deeper, but just to give you the simple answer here, uh, very analytical, very uh, critical potentially. You have an eye for detail that is beyond uh, what other people can see, and you may hold yourself to a standard that is beyond being attained. Uh, so uh, you want to really kind of learn to maybe look to other people uh, that you trust for their objectivity because you're being completely subjective to yourself and you're, you're never going to probably never going to reach your standard of perfection. And it may hold you back from, from truly accomplishing what it is you want to achieve. I mean, yeah, over here. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. And then also, and also tailing on that question, anyone who has like a grouping of, uh, I don't know how to say it, sign, signs falling in houses. What am I saying? Oh, a stellium. Or well, like what a, is that? A stellium. Any, okay. Anytime there is like a grouping of these things in a certain house, like we're going to feel that much more energy in totally that area of our life, whether that's Virgo or what, whatever, wherever that falls in your chart. So that could apply to anybody. You would just pick the the sign that is related to that house to kind of delve into. The house or the sign. Exactly. And so like for the Virgo, the sun, the moon and Mercury, it's her identity. It's her emotions and it's her mind. It's a lot. <laughs> all in this area of perfection and, and needing efficiency when things are inefficient or disorganized that can create uh, a lot of frustration emotionally. It can cause her mind to race. Um, yes. 
there's a lot happening there. You know, also, you know, we'd want to see exactly, yeah, what houses are they in? Are they all in the same house? How close are they to each other? There's a lot more that goes into just the sun, moon, and Mercury and Virgo. Like, and also are, are these planets connecting to any other planets in the astrological code? So these sort of general questions are difficult to answer uh, in a very specific and uh, thorough way. I think they're difficult Someone for else... you to answer because you like to go... Scott loves to go deep. Even with like his readings, he likes to have, he would prefer to have like longer sessions, repeat clients where he gets to the bottom of your deepest, darkest, most like uncomfortable life stuff. So where he, he can really like shepherd you along the way to fulfill your life's purpose. So I think in particular for you, you're just like, I don't know how to answer this lightly. I need to know, I need to know more so I can really get in there and get like the true answers to these questions. That's why I love the cosmic pathway so much. Because when I can work with somebody every week for uh, a series of months or even years, I have people that I've been seeing for years, that's when the magic really starts to happen. When you start to notice the nuances of what's going on in their everyday life and how yeah. it's reflecting through their astrological code and then making certain adjustments and seeing how well, the you real learn, changes happen. Yeah, you learn all about their relationships, their patterns, their like yeah, the more you get to know somebody, the better, more clear guidance you can give them. Exactly. So being a bug too, as my north node is in Aries, 10th house and south node in Libra, 4th house, does it signify big changes when the nodes switch over match your own? How can I work with this over the next few years? So I think what being a bug is talking about is the North node is going to be moving back into Aries from Taurus uh, this the end of this year into 2024. Uh, and it's a reawakening of your soul's purpose. Uh, it's <clears throat> you have your soul's purpose. It's there when you're born. It re- the, the North node returns to where it was when you were born. It takes about 18 and a half years or so. So oh. every 18 and a half years, you, you get this sort of reawakening that like, okay, I know I'm supposed to be doing something, or maybe there's some sort of occurrence that happens that is pushing you towards that direction. But, you know, how can I work with this over the next few years is the same way that you can work with it at all times is to follow that north node. And so you're if a 10th house Aries north node, two things. You need to be uh, embracing your authenticity, which means trusting your instincts, following your impulses. That's number one. Number two is you need to set goals and commit to doing the work required to accomplish and achieve those goals, which means forget about the past. Leave the past in the rear view and focus on what's ahead. Think about yourself, where you want to go, what do you want to accomplish, and have the courage to climb the mountain, take the steps, commit to doing the work, commit to the time necessary in order to get to where you need to go. Commit to being an adult. Well, I mean, the first thing I thought of was, okay, 18 and a half, that's when you, I mean, become an adult, which to me, I'm like, until like your early 30, I'm like, I'm 36. I feel like even now I'm just becoming an adult, like in so many ways. You're going to have your second North Node return. Yeah, right now. 
this next the wait, end of this year wait, end of this year my 36 <laughs> you just said uh, you're 36 okay then well then i thought i was 35 for a second okay yeah i'm 36 you're 36 and and a half yeah so when 36. i'm 37 would be my but it it's gonna to be that. a little bit after that for you but okay. yeah i'll let you know exactly when but it's, oh thank god i'm you, excited for this for you it's happening i think it's gonna be happening in december end okay. of december is when or maybe Fun. the beginning of December. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Somebody somebody recently was saying how someone that was a little older than me, they're like, Yeah, you don't even get to be an adult till you're 32. And I was like, that's literally what Scott says. That like astrologically you're not a grown up until they, you know, around Saturn 32. Return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30. 30 is like when it happens. So yeah. Yeah. You're in a, you're in an adult's body when you're 18, I guess, but uh you don't have the mind of an adult until you hit 30 until after that saturn return okay so this is from bb louise please help jupiter and chiron moving in aries aries is my sixth house any insight just wondering because i've been sick this whole christmas break with the flu is this just the beginning so okay so you can see how old this question was this is back from christmas so bb louise I, i hope you're feeling better uh, but yes, when Jupiter and Chiron are transiting through the sixth house, the sixth house is the house that deals with health, diet, daily routine, oh. jobs. So when Chiron is moving through the sixth house, that can bring up issues with health. Uh, Jupiter expands issues regarding health. Uh, but Jupiter and Chiron and Aries, it's about facing your insecurities, charging towards your fears. And claiming your self-confidence. Okay. And then, oh yeah, we read about this one. This was a no astrology question, but I'm wondering which clubs Ingrid's is working at. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, what? Uh, I'm a, I'm a feature in burlesque dance or who uh, needs to find a home that might oh. uh, take a woman over 40. Love the stripper shares. So oh, I that's love from this. Kiva Siana. Did you not read that one? I think yeah. I did, but we hadn't really yeah, gone through yeah. them in a while. Yeah. Um, well, I, I work over near the airport near LAX. It's called Jet Strip. I think it's called Jet Strip Cabaret on Google, but it's just called Jet Strip. And they do take women over 40. There's, you know, there's probably like three women there that are probably like 55 or 60. Wow. And they're, fu- and they're fucking beautiful. And they make, they probably make the most money of anybody there. So I love it. I love it. And they're really, um, the staff is really friendly. The girls are really friendly or at least friendlier than most. Cause there can be a lot of drama at like a lot of the clubs. And I think we were touching on it maybe like two weeks ago, how, you know, the, the culture is to be like, you know, mean and not welcoming to the new mm, people. But right. I do feel like this club in particular, there could be the best pole dancer ever. And I, you know, I see someone audition. I'm like, Oh my God, they're so sick. Are we hiring them? And the manager will be like, no, she's a fucking bitch. Like mm. we don't want people who are like drama queen, like constraining around. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. I would definitely explore that. I don't know much about the other clubs and like the age ranges they take, but we definitely take women in there. There's a, for sure a bunch. I mean, I'm 36. There's a lot of girls that are like thirties and forties also. I would say Amazing. half the girls are super young and then the other half are like, yeah, somewhere in the middle, but they have like a pretty diverse, like body type ethnicity. They like, they take everyone. Wow. What an awesome mix. I love the the diversity. Yeah, I feel like it's like a, a little more of like a 
loungy vibe, not so much like it's just a, it's a more casual atmosphere, which mm-hmm. is something I also enjoy. I definitely would say it's a little trashy, but I'm like that's part of the charm. I think it's the the oldest strip club in LA, so it's is definitely it? iconic. Mm-hmm. Wow, what's trashy about it? Oh, just just the whole vibe. It's uh not like the well. I mean, I've been to like two other places that were like horrible inside. It has like a charm. It's like red inside. There's like little like heart neon like old lights inside. It's cute when you turn the lights on. It looks like you know dingy but you know it's always like lit up really fun and uh dreamy inside i love it awesome ingrid do we have time for any more questions or what are you thinking Mm, what time do you have to be done uh not for another like hour plus uh not for like an i don't have to be done for another hour and 20 minutes um I think maybe we can move on from the questions. I think that was a good amount. And then I do have a little story. I don't know if that ties into this week or not. Go for it. So, and uh, kind of riffing off that girl's question about the club. So I've been, I go to physical therapy. There's like Pilates there. There's physical therapy, the massage, doctors, all the whole thing. And I have a personal trainer that I see once a week, which I've never really liked him. He just has like an annoying personality to me. I had someone before him <laughs> who I did really like. I like When's everything his birthday. I, I don't know. I would have never asked. I should have asked him. Um, I, now I'm actually curious. Fuck. Maybe someone else can tell me. Uh, so I've always kind of thought he was annoying. I had someone before him. I really enjoyed like none of the work I do there feels comfortable. Even the massages, it's fucking painful. It's all like work on how to like recover from like injuries. Like it's all uncomfy basically. But I always love, I always look forward to going. I feel like it's like a really nice self-care thing. I really like the people. I feel very nurtured and like taken care of. But this guy has always, I just didn't like him. And I was just like, okay, Ingrid, don't be a baby. It's, you're supposed to be working on, like, he's good at his job. So whatever, who cares if you don't like love his personality? Well, he asked where I work, which everyone knows that I'm a dancer there. Because obviously they're going to need to know what I do for work. Why I'm all banged up all the time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, where do you work? He asked the location and I told him because I don't know. I I don't feel like that's a big deal. But then last week when I went, he was like, oh, yeah, I drove by a couple of times. And I was like, (laughs) excuse me, like we're not friends and I don't want you to come visit me at work. And even if you did want to, that's like a question you would ask, like, hey, would it be okay if I came to see you at work? Like, no, you're my fucking personal trainer, bro. Absolutely not. Like, I don't know. That's just not comfortable to me. Yeah. Anyways, I just like was really turned off and I told, I just like messaged the girl that does the scheduling and said, hey, is there another personal trainer that mm-hmm. I could see instead? And I didn't say why. And she was like, no, not really. And I was just like, okay, well, can I see one of the physical therapists as a personal trainer? Because it's all covered by insurance anyways. I don't care mm-hmm. how much you charge me. I pay the same price. Yeah. So maybe someone else can do it that's more qualified. They could still get paid their rate. I don't I don't know. And when I got to the office for my uh, physical therapy session from like the owner of the place, he was like, hey, so I was just curious why, what was happening with the personal training? Because I noticed you had requested somebody else. And I told him and he was like, oh, I'm just going to take him off of your schedule because I haven't booked out there for the next two months. He's like, I'm just taking him off your schedule. I'm so sorry that happened. 
whatever it is we need to do, we're going to figure it out. We'll figure it out. And, you know, thank you for telling me. Yeah. And yeah, it was just like a very weird. And also like I asked the guy that I'm seeing if I was like, should I say why? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Like that's like a sensitive subject. Like he definitely shouldn't be like stopping by your fucking work. Like that's weird. It's weird that he was like, I drove by a couple times. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, I'm assuming that (laughs) meant he wanted to come in or like, I don't even know what that meant, but it was just like, okay, are you, do you like have a crush on me? Or like, I don't know what's happening here, but you're just, yeah, it just, it wasn't interesting to me. So anyways, that was just like a weird energy where I felt like the North Node, Aries energy where I was like, I guess I could have said something to him personally, but I was in the middle of the training session and I'm just like, I felt like my way to address it was to just, you know, talk to the owner directly and tell him what happened. Well, did you feel like, like you kind of froze a little bit? Like when he's saying that to you? Yeah, kind like of. Like he's I'm working in, on you and telling you, well, I drove by a couple of times. It's like, yeah, uh, I felt like so uncomfortable. Okay. Like, <laughs> and there's definitely like physical touch that happens in the therapy exactly. session. So I was just like, do I say something in the middle of it? Cause now it's going to be so uncomfortable for the rest of the session even more uncomfortable than it already was yeah and so i yeah i felt like my way of making it i it just didn't even make me feel safe to mention it to him in that space for some reason yeah yeah i was just like i'm just not gonna see him again and i'll yeah. tell the, Good. the owner uh right yeah that's inappropriate so anyways i thought that kind of tied into that north node a little bit of the North Node Aries energy, even though maybe I didn't say something directly to him, you know. But you addressed it directly by talking to his supervisors, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's being authentic about it. You didn't pretend like, you know, the, the South Node Libra energy would be more of like, I don't want to make waves. I don't want to, you know, make a big deal out of this. So I'll just take one for the team here, even though this really bothers me and I feel uncomfortable by this, I don't want to make things more weird or awkward by making a big deal about it. And then also this guy in the past, like I had canceled maybe like two or three times or rescheduled something for like another person, which wasn't mm-hmm. even like, it was a massage instead of a personal training thing. Cause I was tired, but every single time he like brought it up to me, he's like, Oh yeah, I saw you canceled. Like how come you didn't want to see me that day? which also just annoyed me. That's why I just thought he was annoying. And then I was like, yeah, that's that's enough. You're weird. It sounds like he has some, you know, he's insecure. It's like, why does he care where you are? Like, you don't want to see me. What is it? I, the, reason why I canceled, the reason why I canceled is it doesn't have anything to do with you. Right? Yeah. And also or, it's like, it's just, it was just, yeah, a strange energy. I mean, did it have anything to do with him? Why you had canceled that day or whatever? You no. had other things going on. So like, yeah, he's, sounds like he's, yeah, just insecure. And that is triggering that Aries energy within And you. maybe, I mean, possibly maybe he did have a crush on me. So his way of saying, hey, I want to come see you at work was him saying like, I drove by oh, a few totally. times. Totally. So maybe, and I'm just like, that's, if he would have direct and just said, hey, would you mind if I came and see you at work? And I said, no, that I don't like that. I felt like I could have moved on from that and I probably wouldn't have thought anything about it. I was like, oh, he's 
curious. He respects my boundaries, but like the insecurity and the like weirdness was very off putting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I would much rather have him have been like direct about it. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me wonder where I just want to look at his chart now. Maybe I'll find, maybe I can find out. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure he'll see, I'll see him. Oh my God. What happened? I tried to tie my sweatpants and I pulled the whole thing out. Oh, great. Good job. Fantastic. God damn it. Okay. Well, anyways, with that, should we move on into the week? (laughs) Wow. Okay. So this is the week of February 13th through the 19th. We're looking at Monday, February 13th. We've got the moon, the planet of emotions, in the fixed water sign, symbolized by the scorpion, Scorpio, aligning with Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planetary ruler of Scorpio, the planet of transformation, in the cardinal earth sign, symbolized by the goat, Capricorn. So that's one alignment. And then we also have the alignment that we talked about last week. And we're going to continue talking about for the first couple of days this week, which is Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini, forming a positive alignment, a sextile with Chiron, the wound, and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram and ruled by Mars, Aries. So it's kind of interesting because you have two planets here, Pluto and Mars, that are both aligning with other planets in signs that they rule. So, but the Mars, Mars, Gemini, and Chiron, Aries energy is about facing those insecurities or wounds to self-confidence, asking the questions, having the courage to answer the questions that are asked to you. And then the moon forming that positive sextile with with Pluto is transforming your emotional nature, being more, taking greater responsibility for what you're feeling. And through that greater responsibility, sharing what you're feeling to those that you're closest to. So I have a take on this that's a little different i'm wondering what you think like uh moon and scorpio energy so maybe like emotional secrets or stuff that maybe you haven't like accessed before and then um doing things in a new way with the pluto and capricorn energy is it maybe like recognizing some emotions that you didn't like you had a secret from yourself almost where you're just like discovering something about yourself and now you're going to do something in a new way in relation to your career and achievement from what you have discovered. Sure. Yeah, I dig that. Totally. And then maybe the the other alignment is like, oh, being curious and healing this wound to your self-confidence is allowing you to kind of go into the deep, dark corners of your mind and like dig out these secrets about yourself. Exactly. The more that you're asking the questions, the more that you're revealing And I feel like a lot could be revealed with this alignment between the moon and Pluto because they're aligning at the 29th degree. This is the final degree 
of the of each sign. The final degree in each sign is 29. So the moon and Pluto meet at 29 degrees. This is a very intense degree because it's the final degree. It's like shaking up the champagne bottle and that that moment right before the cork pops off. Uh, this is it, it, there's like a pressure building here. So it's the last bit of what you've been hiding from or what you've been hiding that is being pushed forward in some way, needing to take responsibility for what that is and expressing it somehow. Uh, this is, there's an intensity. I'm not sure what this is meaning, but this is the last month, uh, this and March that Pluto will be in Capricorn until it comes back into Capricorn June 17th and then is there until January 24th of next year when it moves into Aquarius and then it's just there in Aquarius for 20 years. So think about what you're holding yourself accountable for. Are you holding yourself accountable for everything that you need to be holding yourself accountable for, especially in terms of your emotional nature, your karmic bonds, your magic, the energy that you're exchanging with others? You know, really thinking about like this guy who, you know, was acting weird towards you. You know, maybe there's some of that Scorpio energy to his interaction with you. Uh-huh, totally. Because you're a sex worker and there's sex involved and, you know, he's having trouble saying something to you like, oh, you work there? Okay, you know, would would it be cool if I came by? Would that be okay with you? Uh, or I don't even know how to phrase that, but, you know, at least just coming out in that way and saying something. Uh, taking responsibility for what he wants from this interaction you know, I have an attraction to you. Maybe that's uncomfortable because I work with you here, uh, but I'm just being, I'm just owning it. Or, or other people, I feel like so many people are just curious, which mm -hmm. I respond well to. I mean, some, like, I feel like another friend has come to visit me at work, but they're just like, I'm just so curious about the whole environment. I want to go see and check it out. And it didn't feel like weird or uncomfortable in a way they're just like i want to go experience that i've never been to one like i want to go see how that works can i come see you like is that weird if i come see you like what does that mean yeah. and i'm just like oh okay well i mean if your energy is light and just curious and like yeah you can come and see me but if you're being a fucking weird creep like no i don't I have enough weird fucking creeps at work i don't need <laughs> that to be spilling into my fucking therapy life get out of here yeah, hilarious and that's what the gemini energy is about with mars and gemini is about keeping it light just being curious, not getting into, uh, you know, kind of that weird, uncomfortable area. I think also if you're being direct and using that Aries energy, then you won't be going there. Just say what exactly. you want to say. Yes. I want to go to your work. What, what's, what's happening there? I want to check it out. It's what, you know, what's happening, you know, like more of that vibe than, oh, well, I drove by there a couple times last week. Yeah, are you stalking huh? me? What the what? fuck does that mean? <laughs> wow. Oh, cool. You know, that's cool. Like, 
Yeah, what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> awesome. I mean, I guess I, I guess I should have said why. I mean, I guess I could have just said why. Why would you do that? Like, what, yeah. what do you mean you're driving by there? That's not even like. Well, and maybe you know, and may, well, the the thing is, is maybe if you said that, you know, he would have responded as like, "Oh, I was just driving to the whatever, and I just happened to realize that I drove past it." You know, like it doesn't even have to be a creepy thing. Like maybe maybe it wasn't a creepy thing. Maybe it's like I just you know was heading towards the airport and I realized, oh shit, that's the place where well that uh, would have that been girl who I uh, work with works. Well, that would have been a normal sentence to say what you just said, you know? <laughs> exactly. I was going to the airport, oh, the airport to pick I up a friend work. and I drove past it and I was like, oh, wow, that's the, the strip club yeah. where that where my patient works. What a trip. Yeah. yeah, that would have been a normal thing to say. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I guess the, the moral to the story here is just, you know, opening up the conversation. And hopefully that's what this Mars and Gemini connecting to... Uh, Chiron and Aries is about is opening the conversation, opening it up, bringing clarity to the confusion and to uh, our fears. And, and remembering back to, I said this last week, but I'll say it again. September 17th was uh, Mars and Gemini aligning with Chiron and Aries. And then they also aligned for a few days in December, December 19th to the 22nd. So think back to those days and what the common theme could be between those days and this period of time, which is February 8th to February 14th. And that leads us to Tuesday, February 14th where we're looking again at Mars and Gemini aligning with Chiron and Aries. And this is really leading up to everything of, of like asking those questions to your partner. Do you feel this way? And then having the courage to answer the question authentically, courageously. There's a lot of honesty that is going to come out on Valentine's day because the moon the planet of emotions will be in the most honest sign, the mutable fire sign symbolized by the archer Sagittarius aligning with Jupiter, the planetary ruler of Sagittarius, the God of thunder, Lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion in Aries. So yesterday we had Pluto, which is the planetary ruler of Scorpio aligning with the moon in Scorpio along with Mars, the planetary ruler of Aries aligning with Chiron in Aries. <laughs> and we have Mars, the planetary ruler of Aries aligning with Chiron uh, from Gemini while Jupiter in Aries aligns with the moon in Sagittarius, which Jupiter rules. So you have all of these alignments where planets are aligning with other planets in the signs that they rule. So they're not in the sign that they rule, but they're aligning with planets that are in the signs that they rule. So there's a lot of power to this energy. It's giving you the courage to speak forth, to speak your truth, to uh, honestly express your emotions courageously, authentically, bluntly, honestly, and asking all those questions that are going to help stir things up and really gain the clarity that you need to have so that we can be authentic with one with one another and when we're authentic with one another then we can relax hopefully because you can actually see who you are and you know what you're dealing with 
I mean, yeah, that's a sounds like a perfect Valentine's Day. Just the the direct nature about your emotions, being able to express how you really feel to somebody and maybe also asking questions directly to that person is going to expand your relationships. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's going to expand the feeling in your relationships, the the depth that you share with one another, uh, the understanding of each other. There's expansion in all these different areas. Uh, you know, this is the Valentine's Day of truth. That's how I view this. This is the Valentine's Day of truth. So hopefully you've been doing this work over the last week where you're being truthful and honest and straightforward and authentic with those that you love so that by the time we get to this February 14th, we can enjoy each other in a way that matters most. Are we wet ready for Wednesday, Ingrid? Yeah. Wednesday, February 15th. Now there's Venus. When you think of Valentine's Day, you think of Venus, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships. In Pisces, the sign that it's exalted in, in a position of power, the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish, where where Venus is exalted, but it's ruled by Neptune, the god of fresh water in the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition, conjunct with each other here. So two planets that are in positions of power in Pisces, aligning together at 24 degrees. What is it 24 degrees in your astrological code in water signs, earth signs, or mutable signs? Something's going on with your relationships during this period. Uh, But this is about really showing yourself compassion as a partner and finding empathy for those that you're in relationship with. Showing yourself compassion as a partner. Do you find yourself beating yourself up as a partner or do you feel like you're bending over backwards in your relationship and it's still not enough for the partner? Show yourself compassion. And when you do, then you can have greater empathy for the person that you're in partnership with. And through that empathy, maybe you'll be able to also create some uh, a healthy buffer between you and the other so that they're not taking advantage of you. Uh, if you're showing yourself more compassion, then maybe your partner will be inspired to show you more compassion or greater empathy. I mean, a little bit of this feels like maybe if you're really direct yesterday. Mm-hmm it can give you some sort of like independence and freedom from like everything being so attached to the partner. It's like, Oh, we're able to communicate about it. And now not everything has to be about the partner, whether someone needs space or time or whether they're not giving enough or they're giving too much. It's like, we're not always in the same place at the same time in relationships. So just being compassionate for ourselves or the other person that it's not always about the relationship. Like we have work, we have to eat, we have to pay bills, we have a lot of things we're balancing. So it's like, yeah, just being compassionate. Like when we have more to give, that's awesome. When our partner has more to give, then that's awesome. But when they don't, it most likely doesn't have anything to do with the the relationship or, or that dynamic, possibly. Oh, and you bring up 
independence. And that makes me think of this second alignment here, which is also on Wednesday, February 15th, which is Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication and coordination in the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer, Aquarius. This is the logical independent sign. And Mercury is aligning with the North Node, the soul's purpose, the karmic pathway of the soul in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull Taurus. So this is having that sort of logical <clears throat> conversation where you are expressing what you value on an independent level. And from that place, being able to say, so this is, this is my dream. This is my fantasy for a relationship because these are my values. Uh, this is, where I feel stability, and this is where I want to feel stability in my relationships. Like, what do you what do you build your relationships on? What is the foundation of your relationships? Is it trust and honesty, or is it you know somebody who is taking me out to dinner seven nights a week? You know, like what what is it for you? Uh, what what do you I mean, value? These are all such good questions because I feel like the the guy that I'm seeing like going out is not like I was talking about like maybe a week or two ago about just the his logic of like, oh, I don't invite you to these things because you don't like those things. So like I just like I don't even like going to the thing by myself. Why would I invite someone to do the uncomfortable thing? Like just the independence and the logic of that is like, oh, OK, that makes sense. But being able to ask myself the question, well, what is important to me? What is really important? Which I know in the past we have like some just difference of like going out and socializing. So for me, I've supplemented that since I know he isn't as social. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make sure I have food dates with my friends. Like mm -hmm. how important is it to get everything I want from this one person? And I think maybe you know, revisiting that question numerous times, like sometimes it doesn't matter, but then sometimes it does matter. I'm like, okay, well, not all the time. I can have food dates with my friends that actually give a shit about food. You know, that's not yeah. reasonable for me to expect him to want to do that because he doesn't care. But if I ask and I'm like, you know, it would be nice to do this. I feel like he is accommodating. So being like, okay, it's important to connect over food once in a while or have a nice meal shared once in a while and making that, you know, a part of the, the, the routine some sort of like compromise for like both parties what what each of us needs exactly and it all boils down to to what matters you know like you for you you can say i i like going out to to dinner i like going on food dates and he can say do i have to come and you can say, well, no, I'll, I'm happy. You know, because he, he's like, because I give you the independence to go out and have dinner with whoever you want, whenever you want. Yeah, and, totally. And I support you in that. Um, and then you can come back and say, okay, that's great. I really appreciate that. But there might be some times where I actually want to go out with you. And he can say, okay, that's fine. You know, it's definitely not going to be like a once a week thing. Maybe it's a once a month thing because I don't really like going out at all, but I'm willing to compromise and, and I feel where you're coming from and I understand that's important to you. And so, yeah, you know, I'll go out to dinner with you once a month or so. And, and I think uh, he mentioned like 
who was like, my love languages for like giving are um, acts of service and affection. He's like, so those are the things that like, you know, I like to do like practical things for you um, and show you affection. That's how I show you that I love you. Hmm. So like, even though maybe it's just, I'm like, I'm letting you use my computer or like all of these sim- more simple things. He's like, that's how, that's when you, and even like the food thing, like he will go be like, oh, let's go get this certain like hamburger place because I know it's your favorite even though he doesn't want to go out to eat he's like okay let's go pick that up and take it home because I know that's like your favorite is just to have like hamburgers or whatever (laughs) so I'm like the the compromise of being like okay I know food's important to you but I don't want to go have like be out and about like that's just not my thing but we can do something at home but just learning yeah learning how to give each other the independence that they need for them to be happy. Cause it's not even, I'm like, it's not about me that he doesn't want to go out to eat. He just doesn't like, he doesn't want to have a three hour dinner and talk about the food. Cause that's not who he is. So mm-hmm. expecting that doesn't make any sense. Yes. But having that empathy for the other person that it's important to them, even, even if it's not that important to me. And so I'm willing to make a compromise in certain areas to appease them. Yeah. Okay, cool. So moving on to Friday, February 17th. Or no, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, we skipped one. Thursday, February. Yeah. February 16th, Thursday. We've got the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality. Conjunct Saturn, the god of wealth and time, the planet of restriction, responsibility, hard work, achievement, and authority. And the planetary ruler of Aquarius together conjunct at the same degree in Aquarius. Yes. For those of you with key astrological points in fixed signs, this could be a challenging day. For those of you with key astrological points or planets in air or fire signs at 27 degrees, this could really be a day of leveling up. Um, Overall, this energy is about taking responsibility for yourself within the community, within the group context. What do you bring to the table? What are you contributing that's unique to you, that has value to everyone else involved? And also Saturn, yeah? Yeah, that's Saturn. Taking responsibility. That's it, taking responsibility, holding yourself accountable for what you're bringing to the group. What is unique about what you're bringing to the group? And how is it helping the group? And this and this can also be about authenticity? I think it's more about independence. Okay. Independence and thinking about like when you have a gift, like I I since I, I'm gonna I know you're a huge sports fan, Ingrid. So <laughs> uh, you know, talk about sports because this is like the easiest analogy. Like when you think about a player on a team, mm. they're every player is bringing their own unique gifts. Like when you think of you can't have fo- 10 quarterbacks, so how's that exactly. useful? Exactly. That's why you don't have. So on a football field, there's 11 players on each team at the same time. So it's 11 on 11. You only have one quarterback. You don't have 
11 quarterbacks on the field. If you have 11 quarterbacks on the field, that team <laughs> is going to get annihilated. So each player is bringing their own unique gifts to support the team. So if you are taking responsibility for yourself, first of all, like when you think of Aquarius comes after Capricorn, Capricorn and Aquarius are both ruled by Saturn. The responsibility of Saturn for uh, uh, Capricorn is about taking responsibility for yourself. Aquarius, Saturn ruling Aquarius is your responsibilities to the group. There's a reason why the group responsibilities come after the personal responsibilities, because if you don't have your shit in order, if you're not taking responsibility for yourself, then how can you be of help to anyone else? Yeah. So by taking responsibility for yourself, you're claiming your independence. You're saying, I've got my shit together. I'm good on my own. I don't need anybody's help. And now I can contribute to the group. When you have 11 people on a team that all have it together, they're all eating right. They're all taking care of themselves. Their bodies are in great shape. They know the plays. Those 11 players are going to go out on the field and they're going to win the game. If you have a couple guys that maybe they were out all night partying or they didn't learn the plays for the game. They didn't take night, care of their shit. They didn't take care of it. Now that's a weak link and they become dependent on the other players to lift them over the other team. That's what we don't want. We want a bunch of independent players that are that. working together towards a common cause rather than a bunch of guys that are yeah. dependent Otherwise on one another. You're going to yes. be bringing the team down if you're not exactly. own, owning your independence. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Okay. Now moving on to Friday, February 17th. Jupiter in Aries aligning with Mercury in Aquarius. Speaking up, speaking out, speaking loud, being big with your expression, authentically, this is who I am. This is what I bring. <laughs> like it, love it, leave it, whatever. Like, this is who I am. This is what I got for you. This is this is my future outlook. These are my my goals, my ambitions. This, this is what I see, the possibilities. It's amazing. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. What do you need me to do? How can we work together? That's the vibe of Friday, February 17th. I mean, I think it's just, yeah, putting yourself totally out there mm -hmm. not being scared to be direct and share your vision with the community whatever is on your mind expressing it to the people you're in community with exactly exactly and then that leads us to saturday february 18th the sun transits into pisces the final sign of the zodiac the sign that carries the weight of the 11 previous signs. We go from the party, which is Aquarius, to Pisces, which is the dream. You know, when you think of the, I want to show you this image, Ingrid, Ingrid uh, and for those of you that are watching, but um, when you think of the, the order of the signs, you know, it begins in Aries, then Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. 
Pisces is the final sign, carries the weight of the 11 previous signs. But Aries is, who am I? Who am I? Taurus is, what do I want? Gemini is, what do I need to ask for? Mm-mm. The home is, or cancer is the home. It's like, if you don't, if you don't know who you are, what you want, or what you need to ask for, then you, how are you ever going to find out where you want to live mm-hmm. and what you want that to be like? And then there's Leo, which is creativity. In order to be playful and creative, I need to feel safe at home. Yeah. And then Virgo is about work. Leo comes before Virgo because Virgo is in order to know what's worth working towards, I need to know what I enjoy, Hmm. what's fun. Now that I know what I've worked on and what what I'm working on, now I'm ready to attract a partner. That's Libra. Then comes Scorpio. Libra is about finding the balance, the negotiation. Then you bond, Scorpio. Now that we've bonded, now I'm seeing the world from a whole new perspective. That's Sagittarius a new perspective, a new outlook. Now that I have this new philosophy on life, now I know what's worth working towards again. And that's Capricorn. This is what I want to accomplish and achieve. Now that I've achieved something, now I'm ready to give back to the community. That's Aquarius. And now that I've given back to the community, I've been to the party, now I need to go home, (laughs) go to bed, and I reflect upon everything that I just experienced. And that's the nature of Pisces. And that's where the sun is from February 18th to to March 20th. This is technically the the end of the astrological year. So Mm -hmm. this is kind of like our December where we're kind of gathering. Did we do all the things that we wanted to do? How did they affect us? Like Mm -hmm. maybe clearing our plate and kind of gathering what has happened and possibly setting goals for what we want to happen next year. Cause when we move into Aries in about another month, that's the astrological new year. So this is mm-hmm. kind of the, yeah, sorting out what has happened and what is like sitting in our subconscious now from everything we've experienced this year. So, I mean, that's a lot of all of the phases that we went through. Like, exactly. Right. A lot of shit. Yes. Yes. So February 18th to March 20th is the meditation. This is the time to go within and to really reflect on everything that you've experienced for the last year. Yeah. You have, yes, yes. You have the next 30 days to really reflect on the last year, what you've achieved, what you've accomplished, how, how you've transitioned, how you've changed, you know, the people that have come in and out of your life, how that has affected you. And, and then through that, like looking forward ahead and, and, and where you want to go to next, because, you know, the planetary rulers of Pisces are Neptune and Jupiter and Ju- Jupiter is about seeing the possibilities beyond your present reality. It's a cross of matter with a crescent of receptivity pointed out, symbolizing the dreams that occur beyond your present reality. It's where you want to go. It's, it's, seeing things like I look at this symbol and I just think of like standing on a cliff and just jumping off and, and having faith. 
<laughs> then I'm going to land, you know, where I need to land. And, and that's what Jupiter is about. That's what Pisces and Sagittarius is about. This Pisces energy is about reflecting on everything, but also thinking about where do you want to go next? Dreaming about the yeah, future. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Ref the reflection and then the dream. Yeah. Dreaming. It's all in that mm -hmm. kind of ethereal meditation. World. I mean, that's also kind of when we're dreaming, that's like the precursor to setting our intentions. Like, what are our dreams? And then after we kind of dream them up, we can be like, okay, how do I want to get there? How can I make some plans on how to make those dreams come true? Mm -hmm. It's the manifestation. It's. I mean, I'm now, of course, I'm looking ahead to Sunday and oh, yes. I'm seeing a Capricorn connecting with it. So it's like, that's a earth sign so like the material world like how are we going to achieve these dreams i'll let you go into the alignment yeah so sunday february 19th uh it's pluto again in capricorn aligning with venus in pisces at the 29th degree so this again um this will this is actually uh this is the second to last time this will happen again uh actually no wait will it happen again next year? let me see i need to look now and no yeah this is the last time just as we were talking about uh what planet this was last week i think we were talking about the last time mercury was going to be conjunct with uh pluto in capricorn this is the last time that venus will be sextile from pisces aligning with pluto and capricorn so this is like a final transformation of your dreams your fantasies your relationships your dreams and fantasies of relationships and manifesting how you can be in authority in this position and this is not like saying like how you want to dominate your partner uh, <laughs> unless you're into that kind of thing in the bedroom i guess but you know this is it's more of taking responsibility holding yourself accountable for your role in the relationship that i need to level up as a partner and i want my partner to level up and so my manifestation is by setting that example of leveling up so that they will also level up as well. And then we have two people that are that are both holding themselves accountable for what they bring to the relationship. We are both in authority. We are both in charge. It's not about one person ruling another. It's about both taking holding themselves accountable and holding the other one accountable as well. And then just tapping into the Pluto energy is like death of the old way of doing things. We're not going to do it that way anymore. We're both going to be doing things in a new way. And that's taking responsibility for ourselves is recognizing that we need to do something in a different way. Like maybe we're setting intentions for this new, this astrological new year. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. reflecting on how we did it in the past and how we want to do things differently in the future so we can have a different outcome. Yes. Yes. Think about where what 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 That's is so hard. What were <laughs> relationships? Yes, it is a challenge. But think about where where you were in terms of relationships and partnership back in March of 2008. <clears throat> in March of 2008, 
was the first time that Venus in Pisces aligned with Pluto in Capricorn. It was the first time since the late 1770s. So think about who you were as a partner in, in the March 08. No, I'm saying no, but in March 08, <laughs> <laughs> you know, how much have you grown uh, in your relationships, in your relationship energy since March of 08? And I mean, we can appreciate in the ways in which we've grown, but we can also reflect on the ways that we might have stayed the same where there are these similar similarities in patterns that we still would like to change. Like mm -hmm. maybe we had dreams back then. We're like, oh, I wish I was this type of person in relationships. It's like maybe we have made some of those steps in the right direction. And maybe there's still some things that are rooted in our past, our childhood, our past relationships that are still being reflected in our everyday. So recognizing those and tapping into that Pluto of transforming them and letting those die off so we can have something different in the future. Yes. Yes. But we uh -oh. can't but. finish without talking about the culmination of the week is not only this alignment with Pluto and Venus, but also mm -hmm. the new moon in Pisces. Anytime there's mm -hmm. the moon and the sun, is it? it's always going to be a new moon because it's blocking yes. out. Okay, okay. The new so think about it like this, Ingrid. The reason why it's a new moon is because after this happens, the moon is going to move past the sun. It'll go I'm from this dark. is happening at one degree. The moon's going to be at two degrees, and that's going to be the the beginning of the new lunar cycle. And then it will start over again okay. once the moon catches up with the sun again. So, so is this, the key the one degrees? No, the key is of what makes the moon the moon the new moon is when the moon is at the exact same degree okay. in the same sign as the sun it's just okay. at one degree for this new moon um but if it, they were both at 16 degrees then it would still be a new moon okay um yes so, so the new moon is what were you gonna say oh so setting intentions for all of yes. the stuff in our unconscious that we were kind of talking about so when i think about pisces I think about intuition. I think about compassion. I think about fantasy. I think about, let's see. I mean, illusion and fantasy are very similar. Well, I but, feel like a fantasy is something we know we're dreaming up. I feel like illusion is kind of like a, a deception almost yeah. in a way. Yes. So, so let's think of, yes, compassion, intuition, compassion, and illusion and fantasy or dreams, 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 illusion. Compassion, like dreams are like intuition. The, the positive light of of the Pisces energy to dream. Yeah. Yeah. So let's put it this way. These are the four cornerstones. Intuition, compassion, the unconscious, and dreams. So the unconscious is where we keep all of our psychological baggage that we don't want to deal with. The guilt, the shame, the regret, the blame. And we need to show ourselves compassion. We have our intuition, which is 
helping us see what is going on around us and feel something about it. You intuit how somebody is feeling and you have that intuition because that other person is reflecting something that you're feeling within yourself, within your own unconscious. So when you have your intuition and it draws you into your unconscious, show yourself compassion. And when you're showing yourself compassion, then you have the ability to truly dream and manifest what it is you want for your future. So set your intentions to follow your intuition, to delve into your unconscious, to show yourself compassion so that you can dream. That's what this new moon is about. I mean, and there from, is... Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, and when we come back to life... During Aries season, it's like waking up from the slumber. And you had that dream, you you have it all figured out now, and you're ready to, to take on the world because you have the dream. It's very clear. You had the dream. You were visited in the dream. It's very clear what you see. And now you're ready to bring it into reality, to light the world on fire in the most positive way. Um, I was just going to say like the, the order of these things, like you're saying, you first have to dream and then wake up from the dream and feel like, you know, you can light the world on fire. But also, like you said, being able to prepare yourself for the dream, being allow allowing yourself to have the dream that like there's work that's involved in getting yourself to the place where you can have a dream. Mm -hmm. So whatever you need to do to get there where you're clearing your emotional baggage and clearing space so you can even get inspired to dream. Mm -hmm. And that, that in itself can be difficult. Well, that, and that is where that unconscious work has to be done. Yeah. Because if you have it's, all it's of gonna these, be too cluttered to dream, the, the doubts, the fears, the regrets, the blame, if you, if, if when you close your eyes, at night or when you're doing a meditation or you put music on and, and you just close your eyes and, and you, you drift off. Like if your thoughts are like, you're a piece of shit, you're so fucking dumb, you know, and all these, you know, why did you say that? Why did you do that? And, and you have these thoughts, you're blocking yourself from saying this is actually possible because yeah. what you're saying is it's not possible yeah. because you're, you're going to fuck, fuck it up. It up. Exactly. And you don't deserve this. Yeah. So in order to clear that, you have to show yourself compassion, which means when those thoughts come up, you say, hey, you made a mistake. That's okay. You, 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 you did something that you wish you didn't do. And if you're presented that opportunity again, you will make a different choice. Because you've learned the lesson and the reason why you had that experience was so that you would learn the lesson because you're the whole reason why you're here is for your soul to grow. And in order for your soul to grow, you have to go through difficult experiences because that's the only way your soul's going to remember how to approach certain situations. It's like a child that you tell a child, don't touch the stove. It's hot. And what is they don't it know what that means. Do? Well, they don't know what yeah. that means. They don't know. They, they touch to the learn. stove and they realize it's hot. They're never going to touch the stove again. But they had to touch the stove 
in order to recognize what hot is. And so we have to go through difficult experiences in this life in order to adjust, in order for our soul to adjust and to evolve and to grow. And in order for it to truly grow, you have to show that you've learned what you were meant to learn. And in order to show what you that you've learned, what you've meant to learn is you have to forgive yourself for falling on your face. Once you've forgiven yourself from falling on your face, then the universe will say, oh, Ingrid's ready for a repeat of this lesson again because she's forgiven herself for falling on her face in the past. Now we can so do now things she's in a ready. new way. Yes. Yes. I think it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. So this new moon is happening at 11.06 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and I also wanted to say uh, that if uh, if you were born with key astrological points in Gemini or Sagittarius, this Pisces season is a challenging one for you. Because Pisces, as we know from the basics of astrology, where it's laid out in when we're talking about the uh, the connections between the signs, you see that Pisces squares Sagittarius and Gemini. Both Sagittarius and Gemini are mutable like Pisces, but fire, Sagittarius, boils water, Pisces, and Pisces and uh, water and air, Gemini, don't mix. Pisces, water, extinguishes fire, Sagittarius. So this is a challenge for those that are born with key astrological points or planets in Sagittarius or Gemini. So be patient with yourself. Be extra compassionate towards yourself uh, during this period, February uh, 18th until March 20th. And if you're if you're interested in learning about how this uh, this new moon is affecting you directly, enroll in the moon cycle classes. There are small classes, and we will cover what this means for you specifically, where it's happening in your astrological code, and what planets in your astrological code are connecting directly with the new moon, and what that means. Amazing. Thank you so much, Scott. Yeah, you're welcome, Ingrid. You're welcome. So let's uh, step into the dream and uh, put on some good music, some peaceful music, and draw yourself into the most wonderful dream that is healing and calm and peaceful and forgiving and recognizing that you are one with the universe And the universe is one with you and you're cared for. Ingrid's ready to go to sleep. Ingrid's... Oh my God, I'm going to go cough my head (laughs) off. That's what I'm going to do. Fuck. (laughs) My God. Hope you get better soon. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Scott. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com.
Transit. 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 Transit.